just a good old boy. Never mean <laughs> Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Chronicle News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the greater Lewis County news scene and discuss them. I am the de facto host of this podcast, Aaron Vantile, former Chronicle employee, uh, occasional Chronicle employee these days. With me today is the talent, Eric Schwartz, regional editor of the LaFromboise Communications. Describe your role a little more clearly than that. What does regional editor mean, and where do you stand as far as the Chronicle goes these days? Uh, It's a massive shell game, Aaron. I'm glad you asked. Where There are three locations that our company owns, the Nisqually Valley News in Yelm, the Chronicle in Centralia, and the Reflector in Battleground, and I'm always at one of them assisting in the newsroom. Which is the favorite of your three news children? Ooh, it's a tough one. Um, I love all my news children the same, is what I would tell them. But uh, the Chronicle, obviously, that's where I've uh, come up since I was a teenager. We lad like our, our guest here today. That's right. And our guest here today is Chronicle news and sports photographer Jared Wenzelberger. We will be referring to him as he is known in the newsroom and around town by his name Nightcrawler. And it has been a very big week for Nightcrawler. We'll get to that in a second. But first, it's Sunday, June 28th, and Lewis County has gone viral, which is going to be our biggest topic today, I would imagine. So on Tuesday, a group of protesters gathered in a church parking lot to defend a sign from a rumored Antifa group, and Lewis County Sheriff Rob Snaza was there. Snaza, uh, good guy, pretty good sheriff for the most part. Yeah, can we, absolutely. Can we agree to that? Absolutely. Is that, that, that's not a hot take these days? No. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Anyway, uh, while meeting with the gathered protesters, uh, Sheriff Snaza was videotaped telling them not to be sheep when it comes to face masks. Is that the gist of it? This has kind of been making the rounds. I wanna, I'm going to frame it a little more, and then we're going to bring Jared in, and he's going to tell us exactly Great. how it frame it up. Down. Frame it up. We've got eight full minutes of this on cronline.com, by the way, and I'm just going to start my personal opinion, and I'll say that a lot because I don't speak for the paper. You don't? Is that uh, Sheriff Snaza was exactly where he needed to be when you have a crowd like that. Um, some of them armed, a lot of them agitated. That's the place where the sheriff's supposed to be, right there in the middle of it, and I think he communicated for seven strong minutes a pretty... Um, Pretty respectable message was just, we've got this under control, we've been planning for this, nothing's going to happen to the sign. Um, and then in that last minute, uh, or the last few seconds, I guess, um, he, yeah, he just made that that comment. He, he said that Inslee and his infinite wisdom had um, required uh, masks, and he just said, don't be a sheep. And that was it. There was no additional context on that video, but it ran wild, didn't it, Jared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, my emails... Talk, were- talking to the mic, Jared. Get right up to it. Yeah, my emails were completely flooded the next morning over that video. Okay, and we'll get to that in a second, but what happened after Snaza's uh, addressed the crowd? I won't say a speech or anything like that. It's not like he was stumping. He was addressing a crowd. He was doing his job. He was calming them down. What happened after that? The Bethel Church is across the street from the Hamilton sign, across the freeway, uh, and as I understand it, they went over there to protect it. Yeah, and actually, um, they were there to protect it because of rumored Antifa threats that were ultimately unfounded. But good word, um, good word, Jared. A a big group of them actually wanted to go to the Napvine City Hall to protest and show their support for the Hamilton sign. 
Uh, the Hamilton I, side has been up how many years? Do we? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. Actually, a lot. Our columnist, Brittany Voy's done a good job writing about the history of that. And she actually did a nice column in Saturday's paper, adding some context to this conversation. Um, and just the... I mean, basically what you had was protesters of potential protesters to a sign that exists to protest. That's that's the situation we kind of ended up with. And the I feel like, though, we're in a tree falls in the wood situation where if you're there to counter protest a protest group that doesn't show up, do you become the de facto protest group? Do you become what you hate but in I, that situation? I think at that on that particular evening, they didn't uh, they didn't know if they were going to show up later. Um, I mean, that are was kind of me, the lack of information. Are you telling me Antifa did not uh, schedule this potential meeting of the masses out? I, I don't they did think not that give did. notice that I, they were coming to the side. Your sarcasm is is palpable, Aaron. I, but there there is. were many thousand. I think eighty thousand people signed a petition to get rid of the sign. Um, so that was a lead up to it as well. And then I think, I mean, my personal guess is somebody saw a vaguely threatening post on the internet. And Not the I internet. I don't think it was in the Chronicles classified section <laughs> calling this protest a, to happen. It was a personal ad. <laughs> and you've seen that all around. Um, and yeah, that is what it is. As far as his comments, um, I think he, he went back I and mean, he talked to Brittany Boy in her column and um, he appeared on TV the next day with a mask on. Um, mm. So I don't know. Do you think there's any any harm at the end of the day? A lot of people said that it was, and I'm saying a lot of people, commenters and commentators, that it was irresponsible for a sheriff to say. What do you think, Aaron? I don't know if it was irresponsible. Uh, for the most part, you're, you're right. He was in the right spot, and I think we give Rob Snazza the benefit of the doubt. He's been a pretty straightforward sheriff. He's always been pretty easy to work with. Uh, he's never arrested me for anything. Um, but what, so... The next day, he did he stay for the protest, or was he? Did he just stop by for the immediate meeting at the Bethel Church, and then? I don't think you. I mean, there was people there all night. I mean, off and on, according to Jared's photos. Um, so I don't think he. I don't think he was partaking in it. I think they were. They were there because yeah. that's their job. Good. Uh, and the next day, he did walk it back a little bit, or would you call it walking it back or clarifying? He I feel like clarifying. it's more of a clarification. He said he was adding context to it. I mean, when the words came out, the way he framed them, Inslee and his infinite wisdom, I don't think that anyone in that crowd got any um, other takeaway than, you know, don't wear a mask just because you're told to wear a mask. Like, yeah. That, that was it. But the next day, he did interviews with the Seattle TV stations wearing a mask um, and saying that he was just... Uh, mostly just wanting people to think for themselves and not act by government mandate. Well, you know, that plays in Lewis County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it always has. Um, and so moving from that, let's get to the viral part of this. Uh, the Chronicle Facebook page had 434,000 video views this week. It's popped up on major news stations. Uh, it was fairly big on Reddit. Jared, you have been assailed by national media members asking for the video. How do you handle those, and what has been your favorite inquiry from a more famous media member than yourself thus far? That's right, that's right. Well, my email has been flooded, like I said earlier. And Is it actually media members or just perhaps sexy singles in your area inquiring <laughs> as to... Well, you know, we all get those emails, too, too. But no, I have gotten a lot of emails from media members. Um, I've seen that Forbes magazine wrote about it. Um, so It was on the NBC Nightly News. There was about, um, what, 
half a second, one second of the video that we had to work out a, an agreement with them with. Um, Did they pay you big bucks for it? I don't know. I'm not going to disclose that information. Wow. That's so much for an inside look. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was trying to get more of them out $17. NBC Nightly News. Uh, of course, all the Seattle stations, I think. Como, Q13, Cairo. The only one I didn't hear from directly was King. It was Washington Post. It was in the Washington Post It was well. in the Washington Post and the New York Post. They all linked our videos as well. What was the New York Post headline? Was it something clever? I'm sure it was. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it was something smart. Did any of them approach you with, uh, like, hey, man, this could be a big stepping stone for you. Like, we could be great friends and work together in the future with all that other hot uh, viral news that comes out of Lewis County. I don't know if they worded it exactly like that, (laughs) but I did get a lot of emails from media across the country and across the nation, so it was definitely interesting to see that. I saw the Daily Mail UK picked it up and ran a story on it as well. Big in Britain, the reputable media is here. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure the, uh, the the sun won't be far behind. I want to explain the, how, how it happened, too, because I, I saw some comments that were like, you handpicked this out of eight minutes of video just to make the sheriff look bad. And the way Jared and I work together and with him in the field and me in front of my laptop has always been, he'll send me a clip if he has one because it takes too long to upload. And then we get the full video up later. Um, so that was a quick clip. He got that to us. We threw it up. I remember I left the room, came back, and it had 200 shares, and I was like, hmm, this is, this is Interesting. Be taking off, I believe. But then we, when we posted the full video, the, the full eight minutes, which is still linked online to all the stories at cronline.com, um, there was not that much of a response. I mean, it still got, you know, maybe 40 shares, but it was, the horse was out of the barn at that point. <laughs> uh, and Jared, one of the things you mentioned earlier was uh, there was a complaint as to whether or not Snaza was using a megaphone or a bullhorn. Can oh, you elaborate on. on this? Come on. Was it a bullhorn or a megaphone? I believe it was a megaphone. I saw a couple of other media sources call it a bullhorn. I don't personally know the difference, but back on what Eric was saying earlier, I did, <laughs> wow. I did see what that... I did see that Cairo wrote on here, the video shot by the Daily Chronicle newspaper is short. And going back to that, we edited the video as quickly as possible and tried to get it up as quickly as possible for our viewers to so see. So more people could join the protest, naturally. Oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Documenting the scene. We just try, I, we try to be as possible. As as exactly. And of course, of course um, there was people there all night. But... We got the rest of the video up before this video by Cairo even was posted. So mm-hmm. you can find the rest of our video on our website. It's seven minutes and 40 seconds long, and it's, it has Snaz's complete speech on there. What is, I'm not sure if you know this off the top of your head, but what is the <clears throat> rate of views to the shorter clip online and the full video? Like how many people have actually gone through and watched the whole thing? Oh, ballpark. I mean... I don't know. The number you gave was 440,000 for the longer one, just on yeah. Facebook. And that's just on Facebook, doesn't count the other. I mean, I, I'd guess that it's probably six or seven. What do you think, Nightcrawler? Six, seven, or eight? That's, that's about where it was last time I checked. Yeah, for the for full sure. version. And I was getting estimates from other sources. A lot of them were external views that we were getting on YouTube and on Facebook. So we were just getting views from everywhere. And I know a couple other news sites like the Washington Post and Fox um, and a lot of those places had their own videos. So they weren't even linked back to our own view count. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, and Nightcrawler, you've been covering a lot of protest and protest-adjacent events lately. What has been your favorite protest well, you so gotta, far? you got to lay it out. He, went to, he did Black Lives Matter in Seattle, Black Lives Matter in Portland. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was at the no mask. Uh, the no. What you, the no mask protest. The no Vancouver. masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the better name. No that masquerade. You name. guys can have that. Yeah. That's that's courtesy you're of welcome. the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I know where you're going with that though. You're gonna you're gonna ask him about what what his favorite. Yeah. What's was. what what has been the best experience? Where were the people the nicest? Uh, and what was the biggest crowd you've seen so far? Um. Well, I do have to shout out at the Portland protest. Um. I immediately got out of my car and immediately started taking pictures because the protest was rolling right through town as soon as I got there. And by the end of the protest, I was very far away from my car, and I did get a ride home from a couple protesters mm-hmm. back to my car. Well, that sounds like that was very nice of them. Yeah, yeah so was, I do have to shout them out in Portland. I'm sure they'll hear this. I'm, I, I'm sure, sure they're this, listening right now. This podcast is very hot in the Port- Portland metro area. Uh, yes, the haters are going to be furious. Um, what was the most recent one? You were at a, a no masquerade in Battleground? Is that Vancouver? Yeah, it was in Vancouver. Is right next to the Clark County Sheriff's Office. They had a couple guys from Patriot Prayer, and they had armed people out there protesting the Inslee's new statewide mask mandate. Okay, and were they polite to you? Uh, they weren't the politest people. They definitely um, got in my face and were trying to block my camera with their signs and waving flags and hitting it. If you are running a protest, wouldn't you want more people to see it? That That's what point? I assumed, and they even said, and it, it was. I thought it was kind of funny, the irony of it, because they were talking about the um, First Amendment, and they were talking about not being aggressive, while the protesters were grabbing on my shoulder and trying to like keep me from you. filming. Were you wearing a mask, and do you think that played into it? I was wearing a mask. How dare you? Well, that's your first problem. <laughs> Yeah, so... And I, that video is up on the Reflectors Facebook page, um, our, uh, our Battleground newspaper. That's right. But and it, and it didn't seem like it was everybody. It looked like to me, just from watching the video, that you, fa- you had this pocket of people that didn't want you to be there. But when you were panning around, I saw journalists I recognized out in the crowd, and they were wanna, having an wanna, okay time. Do you want to clear out the pockets and drop some names? Uh, Mike Schultz was there from oh, okay. uh, Clark County Today, and then I saw the... I believe I saw the Columbians photographer there. Don't know a name. I just used to attend some of the same meetings. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, let's see what yeah, else do we have. Thanks for calling me out on that. On <laughs> I will. I had one more. I had an addition to that. The day before we sent Crawler, I had sent two of our reflector reporters to the earlier version of that event, and it was in Battleground the oh, day yes. before. And so I tell all the reporters, you know, when you go to a scene, just have your mask on. Especially now, it's the law. And mm-hmm. if you get there, nobody feels the need and you want to take it off you know there's, nobody so there's some there, personal you know. responsibility there yeah so they wear their masks um and the next day someone had posted an entire gallery of photos of them wearing their masks with a description that called them little effing idiots i bet they wear these in their car <laughs> <laughs> and i just i just couldn't i almost responded to them like to defend the reporters but uh yeah so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the no masquerade movements, but I haven't had problems sending my reporters to what were essentially riots at points. Um, 
than I had with them in the in front of the sheriff's office because he wasn't wearing friendly a mask. is what you're getting at. Let's face it, Aaron. Oh, I see what you did there. You see what I did there. You know, it's some clever. people just can't mask their contempt for the media. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's true. They really can't. In other news, baseball well, is back. You're just going to move off of masks, not tell us, Aaron, what you think personally about Governor Jay Inslee's uh, mask mandate? I think it's sad that it's come to that. I think you should wear a mask to look out for your fellow human being. If you're not wearing a mask and you have a legitimate reason not to do so, then, you know, maybe avoiding public places is the best move. Uh, If you have a pre-existing medical condition, something that could make COVID-19 worse for you, then it would seem to me that the thing to do would be either just, like, stay home and come up with some kind of alternative mask solution. Uh, you know, I have masks in each of my automobiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deploy them when I am going out in public, and so yes, I am pro mask. I just wanted to. Make I, sure I don't and, need and get to get you on the record there. I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the recent spike in numbers has kind of made the mask mandate necessary. It would seem we're up to what? How many cases in Lewis County? 69? 69 cases as of yeah, last uh, night. That's a lot of cases. It seems like we're jumping a few every day. Uh, so, you know, it. the best case scenario is, or I guess the, the biggest drawback to a mask is you think you don't need it. And if you put it on, you are, you know, a, a political follower, I guess. And you look like an idiot. A sheep. A sheep. Yeah. As some people have said. And you look like an idiot, and the the biggest bonus to it is that maybe somebody you come in contact with doesn't catch it and die, and it feels like those two things are uh, not, like, it's not really a coin flip. I can even carve out some space for those that are like, you know what, I really think this mask thing is stupid, and I disagree with Inslee on it, and then you leave it like that, and maybe you don't wear a mask from time to time. I don't have a huge problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the militant anti-mask league is just like of all the issues that you could get so fired up about that you know you just uh, verbally attack journalists <laughs> like yeah. I I don't understand that at all but it, uh, but yeah there does seem is. to be a fairly militant sect of the uh, no mask demographic and their their passion for not wearing a mask is flummoxing. It is flummoxing. Flummoxing is a big word. Do that in there. All right. I'm ready to move on from the masks now. I'm sorry. Uh, Baseball happened with masks. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Jared, did you go to a couple of these games? Yeah, I did. I I went to a couple of these baseball games over the weekend. One of them was in Winlock, and that one, it was completely masked up. Uh Uh-huh. Players, coaches. Players, coaches, even the umpires were wearing masks. And at these games, are they allowing fans? What's the situation there? They are allowing fans, but they are advising that all fans socially distance, and they want them as far away from the stadium as possible. So a lot of them are lined up along the out, uh, the outfield fence. Uh-huh. Okay. How was the baseball at specifically in Winlock? Are these kids coming out of quarantine just with an extra fifteen pounds and t- lost ten miles off their fastball? Was there was there an overflow of crowd as there often is at Winlock baseball games? Actually, there was a deficiency in crowd. Oh, a deficiency! A crowd deficiency. <laughs> yeah, We're not yeah, talking about so, iron levels. So no, no, no. We're talking about uh, mask levels. We're talking about everything. But Could yeah. you tell a difference in the quality of play based on kids wearing masks as to where, like, 
Was there more errors? Were kids swinging and missing or more pitches? Was it negatively affecting them in any way? Or were I don't, they playing just fine? I don't think it has a huge effect on their play when it comes to just strapping a cloth mask to their face. All right. Well, there you have it. The expert has weighed in. It's nice to see some sports back, though. I'm sure uh, Chronicle Sports editor Eric Trent, who has been forced onto the business beat um, during this pandemic, was happy to have some sports again. Uh, what is speaking of Eric Trent, what kind of business stories has he been writing lately? What's, what's he got? Uh, when, when prep sports got, uh, uh, you want specific stories? What's something cool you've seen? Just spring that on me. Fortunately, I have a stack of papers here. Oh, great. Uh, Saturday's edition had a nice story about Mossy Rock's The The Pantry Cafe. Oh, that sounds delicious. Headline, Mossy Rock's The Pantry Cafe was a one-woman show for four months during COVID-19 crisis. Hmm. So... With no sports, we shifted Eric over to covering business features, and he still did player profiles and things like that. But yeah, one business feature in every edition, and I don't know how we're going to transfer him off of that, because it's a pretty pretty popular feature. You can go read them all at cronline.com slash business. He's Wally Pipped himself, right out of the sports desk. You What's the next sport to come back, Aaron, as a, as a recovering sports editor? Uh, I don't think it's going to be football. Uh, I could see football getting started and then quickly getting dashed. Uh, the good news there is that if football season gets season gets canceled on Alaska back-to-back state championship, maybe they just keep that trophy. That's an excellent point. That has to be how it works. Uh, I would think uh, you know maybe a golf or a tennis could probably come back fairly safely. Um, maybe you could work out something with cross country where they run them like one at a time, which would make just, some really oh man long that would just meets. stink. That would just be awful. So they're just running for times with. With no rabbit to chase. Yeah, and I would think that volleyball actually would be fairly safe as you're not interacting with the other team and you can stay fairly uh, distanced from your own teammates, things like that. So maybe volleyball's on the schedule. I don't I don't know. I haven't heard anything concrete either way. Um, the other big headline I like this week, big airport coming to Thurston County. Huh? Huh? You guys ready to go travel? Yeah, I think it sounded like if it comes, and it's one of many uh, lo- potential locations, it should be there in a relatively short amount of time. 2045, if I believe, oh, if I wow. remember correctly. Great. I'll Some of us that. will still be alive. Some of us, yes. But yeah, that's uh, that was a story that came out uh, June 26th from Colton Dodgson. And uh, let's just see here. In the Commercial Aviation Coordinating Commission's April 20th meeting, the results of a straw poll taken among the 25 members of the commission showed 14 members vote for developing existing airports further to accommodate needs while also building a large new airport in the long term as the preferred strategy for addressing the need for increased aviation capacity. I can't wait till it's there, and then we can fly together somewhere and just stand on that tarmac and think, "Wow, who would have thought?" <laughs> the all these the years flight ago. capacity is, isn't supposed to be stretched until 2050, so I was I was incorrect. But it is a great story. Just imagining eventually this growth that's coming from the south, Portland, Vancouver, and the north, Seattle, Tacoma, even mm-hmm. Olympia. It's just gonna pop Lewis County like a pimple. That's that's just been my long term property values going sky high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to move to the more rural areas. We're like all going to wear fancy suits. Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. Great. Wouldn't that just, that, that would just change the whole whole area, though, if we became like a SeaTac type area. Would it be good? I mean, there'd be jobs for everybody. Would we have to adopt a new aim, a, a new name like SeaTac? Mm, like, like, 
like Lutho, like Louis Thurston. Yeah, Lutho or I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Senshi. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. We should have workshopped this one a bit, bit more. But <laughs> this is another have, story that's at Cronline.com. Could have prepped in, the, in for this one a little bit more. Uh, fireworks sales started yesterday. Crawler, have you taken any photos of people purchasing fireworks yet? No, but I have heard a lot of fireworks popping off in my neighborhood. So have I. You live out in the middle of a field. I can still hear. <laughs> that's, that's just your neighbor shooting guns. <laughs> and you know it. That's, that's often the case. True, true. Yeah, no, no big fireworks shows this year. Or at least that was going to be the reality until Uncle Aldo's, Uncle, Uncle Ando's. Uncle Andrew Andrew, uh, stepped up and is sponsoring a big fireworks show in Centralia on July 4th around dark 30 um, from Fort Boris Park. And you're going to be able to just park wherever you want around the park. The park will be closed. Um, But so that's pretty cool. Of the three communities uh, we cover as a company, that's the only public um, fireworks show that I'm aware of yet. So Hmm. everything else has been canceled. Yeah, for that one, they're encouraging viewers to watch from home or from an open parking lot in the vicinity. They're not wanting anybody to come out or to see the show from any specific location. They said you'll be able to see it from all over the city. Where will you be taking photos of it, Nightcrawler? Um, I will probably go down by Boris Park, probably closer to the city, and be taking photos in the sky. I'm pretty sure you'll be oh, able you'll to be see in the it. sky. I'll, I'll be taking photos <laughs> of a, the sky. They say you'll be able to see it from anywhere, <laughs> and you'll be able to find me. So. Well, yeah, you're branching Uncle Aldo's in the sky. You'll be high, all right, won't you? Oh, oh boy. Good product placement. <laughs> Great product is there placement. is there pressure crawler now that you've had this viral week last week? I know when I I handle our social media here for the for the company for the most part Facebook really, and I get a really good post. It goes a long ways. Then there's nowhere to go but down for like the next I don't know until until I post another successful video of yours again. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's right. That's right. Well. I, I haven't felt any pressure. It's it's definitely been easier that I've been able to send all the emails off to Natalie and to you. And to well, we don't with. have to talk about office policies in here. So. <laughs> Come on, Crawler. I, I don't have to deal with A competitor all, all... could be listening. <laughs> this is proprietary. <laughs> Stealing all your secrets. <laughs> Email? Uh, when you're, <laughs> when you're uh, shooting video at the fireworks thing wherever you may be in the sky how many instagram stories of fireworks do you think you'll post i personally will only post a few but (laughs) i i know we'll be seeing a lot as we scroll through our social media how mad do you get when you see an instagram story that's just fireworks that that's just fireworks. I mean, I I don't get mad over just seeing I do. fireworks. Do you? I do. Aaron? Yes. If, if you post a fireworks Instagram story, I will unfollow you. Jeez, that's cold. I yes. I only have so much time in the day. Fair warning, everyone who Aaron is following. <laughs> yes. One more thing about Crawler, we've just got to remind the community that he is our staff photographer only because he refused to stop taking photos for us as a job shadower, and then he was an intern for what two years. Something like that, yeah. It's true. He's following the old Eric Schwartz career plan. So uh, yes. You could be sitting in these uh, Bruno Malleys come 2050 when when our new airport is here. <laughs> um, but how do how do folks follow you on the social medias and the interwebs? Uh, you can find me at the photo J. That's 
T H E P H O T O J A Y. At the photo J, and that's everything. So you got that on Twitter. You've got that. Do you got it trademarked? Instagram. I don't know that I have it trademarked, but it's definitely Creative Commons. Well, well we're very thankful <laughs> to have you, Crawler. I just have to say, uh, Crawler is the bravest and probably the most talented photographer that's ever sat in this room before. Oh, definitely the most talented photographer <laughs> in the history of this room. Here at the Chronicle of Podcast Studio, formerly the office of Pete Caster. Uh, do we want to do some headline guesses, some headline quick hits? I had, I had one for you. So with the three newspapers, the NVN, um, the Reflector, and the Chronicle, and we'll just try to do this once each week, I'm going to give you a, just a quote, and you got to guess what, what paper the, the quote came from and what the story was about. I am ready. Because I know you don't read much. I'm more of a podcast a big, not guy. Not a big reader. Not a big Audio reader. guy. Yeah. All right. So this, this quote appeared in one of our newspapers in the last two weeks quote that outhouse has seen a lot of crap oh my uh was this from a government official it was not from a government official this no. is just from a guy it's from a guy guy or gal from a guy i think was he referring to a literal outhouse <laughs> he was this sounds like a NBN story. This is a Nisqually Valley News story by the great Paul Dunn, uh, one of our reporters up there. And uh, yeah, Rainier got a uh, historic toilet, historic Ooh. potty. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, there's not much more to the story, but Paul's story is about 1,500 words long. Well, and I it's want really to know good. more. Explain the, the... Tell me about the potty. What... Why did they get a historic potty? What made it historic? Where is it located? Can I use it? No to the last question. In fact, if you do, you're very likely to be arrested. It Terrible. is parked next to Main Street Cookie Company in just downtown Rainier, which is just a toilet Rainier. out there. Yep. And this toilet, you know, let's see. The history here. According if presidents to Dunn, defecated in this toilet. I don't think any presidents. Other like a Lions Club presidents? Celebrities? Uh, maybe celebrities. Maybe celebrities for sure. Um, but it belonged to one of the first pioneers of Rainier. Which this is a very Pawnee from Parks and Recreation <laughs> thing here. Um, but they take the their history. Toilets with they them? take their history seriously. Is it in the covered wagon? The outhouse. Now owned by the Rainier Historical Society, was built in the late 1800s by Albert Gerke, known to be the fir first permanent settler in Rainier. So when he finally got to Rainier, he built that thing as fast as he could because that was a long trip. <laughs> and then he probably took the first number two on the, on the prairie there. Wow. Well, you know what? You know what page I published it on and no one has seen my joke yet? Number two? On page number two. All right. I that's did. pretty good. Mm -hmm. I would have figured that'd be a front pager. You'd think so. You'd think so. I, I had to tease it on the front. There was a lot of news. We are in the middle of a pandemic, Aaron. We are. And you have the last three copies of the Chronicles sitting over there, right? I have them right here in my lap. All right. Which one is your favorite uh, from a news standpoint? Favorite from a news standpoint? Mm, it's going to be a tough one because we have the Thursday, June 25th edition. Um, nice photo by Jared Wenzelberger of the... Uh, Group gathers to protect sign after rumors. Um, okay. And then you can see the sign in the background that says the Bill of Rights protects this sign and your house. Yeah, he's accurate. So that's a good one. Um, but I think my favorite one for the week would be the follow-up to that one, which is Sheriff takes a step back from the sheep comment. Um, video, Snaz's remarks, make national headlines. Sheriff's office encourages use of non-pharmaceutical interventions. 
Um, and I like that story more, I think, less for the art. If we're going on art, I like the Thursday one more, but um, Saturday I think that just kind of progressed the, the story along and we were able to add some local context combined with Brittany Boy's column. Um, you know, after the national craze is over, most 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 media outlets didn't do anything beyond him saying, you know, don't be a sheep. Yeah. It, it, and then the local TV stations did. But anyways, that's my choice. All right. And it is Sunday. There's a new edition coming on Tuesday. What can we expect in Tuesday's newspaper? Uh, either of you gentlemen have any insight there? Um, for the NVN and for the Chronicle, I know we're going to have a <clears throat> another. It's actually another Paul Dunn story. Um, taking a look at where the Tenino wooden money situation is. Is um, it uh, valid currency? It it's, it, not only that, um, and you'll have to read the, the story because it's a very, very comprehensive story. Um, people are calling businesses, uh, collectors around the world, maybe, country, and, and just just, uh, just uh, offering 10, 15 times the actual value of the wooden currency just mm-hmm. to get their hands on it. Um, so that's been pretty interesting. I uh, and I'm looking forward to. It. I know that story has already been filed, and it'll be like I said in the NVN at yelmonline.com and also at crimeline.com. All right. And that, that one's gone kind of viral too. That CNN was in town. The Associated Press showed up. I wouldn't say viral, but it's it's, it's out gone, there. It got national, yeah. regional at least. Yeah, I think that's a cool program. All right. Uh, any other big news? We had something about California maybe closing bars. Uh, yeah, I saw at least several situation? counties this afternoon. We posted that story at cronline.com. Um, just, it seems like just about everywhere, maybe only a handful of states that aren't seeing a spike in cases, um, which makes sense. Memorial Day weekend. Um, I'm going to say all the protests as well. Both, I mean, all sides of protesting. Yeah. Just in general, people getting out there and mixing it up a little more. Um, but yeah, you, you think that's something that could happen here? You're you're a high level state employee, so uh, I thought you were going to say I'm a high level bar patron. Um, <laughs> also accurate. Uh, yeah, very very high up in the state, uh, as I've said before. It's basically me, Jay Inslee, and Bob Ferguson are the. Oh, that's the organizational chart. That's yes, that's definitely the org chart. Uh, I am actually very low-ranking at the state, and I like it that way. Uh, I uh, Yeah, I mean, it could happen. It's probably not going to if we got the mask thing, and if that works, then, you know, that should stem things off enough to maybe let us get back to normal sometime, someday. Talking to business owners, I just think, and this is a total guess, but if they did it again like they did in March, and that's Inslee's stay home, stay healthy order, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get as much cooperation as he did the first time. Yeah. Because even though cases are higher. And that's the weird thing to me is, not weird thing, but interesting thing, is back in March, we didn't have it in our community, per se. We hadn't had anybody test for it or anything like that. Yeah. And we all flew into lockdown just, you know, I know a lot of people still carried on and did their things, but I think for the most part, everybody listened. Um, and now we actually have it out there. And so, you know, 69 cases of it anyways. Yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, almost like a like a horror movie situation where the threat of the thing is worse than when the thing actually like sets into the community. And now that it's here, people are like, oh, well, oh, well. Okay. Right. Yeah, I think at the very beginning of this here pandemic, it wasn't a pandemic yet because this was last week of February. It was just a run on toilet paper and, this and will some scares. Tip you guys off to my intelligence because I'm an NPR listener. Um, mm-hmm. But I was listening and there was a pandemic expert on there, and he's like, nobody believes in a pandemic, and he's covered them for years and years and years until someone they know gets it or dies. Mm-hmm. And so he says that that's why you get so much resistance unless a community has been through a p- pandemic before. 
is um, because they have no, nothing to compare it to, like you said. It's like yeah. a scary monster movie where the monster shows up and it's, you know, it's only eating people you don't know. Yeah. All right, and with that, uh, we're going to wrap it up. We will remind you to stay safe. Uh, you know, I, I would advise both of you not to spit in any stranger's mouths uh, now or ever. Good really. advice. Sound advice. Uh, yeah, you know, weighted, measured advice. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, and hopefully it'll be better. Thank you. Thank you.